It's great to have you here at church tonight. I want to just grab a seat very quickly. And we're about to start the word in a minute. First of all, have we got any people here tonight you are visiting here? This is the first time in our church. Why don't you just raise your hand? Someone just raise your hand. Anyone, anyone here for the first time? Oh, down the back here. Great to have you here, huh? Fantastic. Hope you really enjoyed tonight's meeting. Oh, I tell you, there's a whole heap of people that couldn't come here tonight. Look at all those empty seats. My giddy aunt. I love coming to church, I tell you. <laughs> Nowhere else I'd rather be. And, um, and it's like, so many times it's like the grass looks so greener on the other side of the fence. But I tell you what, life without, life without Christ is boring, man, I tell you. And it's like there's nothing else we'd rather, rather have in the world. You know, we've got heaps of famous people in my, there's famous people in my family. You know, one of, the, one of my cousins has, has got an Oscar. You know those Oscar things at the, at the red carpet thing at the movies? Yeah, she's, she's, a, she's a movie director. And uh, man, there's some wealthy people, there's some famous people in my family. But you know what? I'm glad I'm not any one of them. <laughs> I'm glad on who I am. I'm glad of what... You know, these people don't have Christ. And it's like, man, they may have everything in the world, but <laughs> they don't have Christ. And there's no one else would rather be have, have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So tonight could be your opportunity. Uh, Pastor Mike is uh, in Hong Kong at the moment. And uh, so pray for him. He's doing a full gospel businessman's meeting. And uh, this morning, whenever this morning was for them, it's probably this morning now, um, they had uh, over 60 people saved, so it's absolutely fantastic. That means 60 people will not be burning in hell for the rest of their lives. That is a great thing to shout to God about. All sorts of people there, he was saying uh, a billionaire. Everyone, anyone know how much a billion dollars? A billion dollars. Imagine if you're a billionaire. It means you've got about, is it about a thousand million? If you've, got, you've got more than a thousand million dollars. And uh, this man, he was a billionaire. And here he was, on his knees before the Lord, asking Jesus Christ into his life, acknowledging that his life was empty without Christ. A billionaire. So if a billionaire could do it, you could do it. And that's fantastic. Not that money's got everything to do with it, but the fact is somebody got saved. And that's a flipping awesome thing. Um, so we've got a fantastic preacher tonight. We'll say that once more. We have got a fantastic preacher tonight. You ready, Steve-O? Here we go, Steve Roberts, Pastor Steve Roberts. How are you guys going tonight, good? Yeah, I'll tell you what. This is my wife, man, I should let her preach tonight, I think. <laughs> Who would rather listen to her than me? Settle down, settle down. Especially you on the front row. Bye, crikey. Man. You know what, tonight my message is called No Limits. You know, God doesn't want us to have any limitations around our life. And uh, it, was, it was interesting that what Dave said about dreams, because you know it's all about dreams and visions tonight. And uh, there are people here, God has given you a dream, God has given you visions, and you've lost what God gave you. For whatever reason, I don't know. But there are people here, and you're not living the way that God has actually called you to live. There are things that God has called people here to do and you're not walking in it. You know, there are some people here and it's like you're caught up inside this cell and, and, and your life is just going nowhere. And it's like, man, you're looking for a way out, but it's like there's walls all the way around and the only way out is through Jesus Christ. 
See, tonight we need Jesus to come and to, and to reside inside of our lives tonight. Lord God, we just pray tonight. Lord, we just pray and declare this meeting to you. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would reside on this people tonight, Lord God. Father, we pray that, Lord God, this word would be a word that would penetrate the hearts of every person here. Father, to dream again, Lord God. Father, to see the bigness of what you've called us to do and to be and what you've called us to, the impact you've called us to make into this generation, Lord God. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I also want to start off tonight about, I want to talk to you about a guy. And uh, this guy is not a Christian as far as I'm aware, but he is someone who has achieved greatness in his field. He's someone who had a dream and went after it and achieved it. His name is Tiger Woods. Who's heard of him? And you can just bring up the, uh, the clips of Tiger. You know what, Tiger, I'm just going to read out some, uh, some stats of him. At six months old, Tiger saw his father hitting a golf ball into a net and then he began to imitate his swing. Also, at the age of eight, he won the International Junior Championship. At the age of 15, became the youngest U.S. junior amateur in golfing history. At the age of 18, wins the U.S. Amateur Championship and becomes the youngest winner ever in that. At the age of 20, became the first golfer in history to win three consecutive U.S. Amateur titles. And at the age of 21, he was the leading winner money winner on the PGA Tour. This is the age of 21 with a record 2 million, over 2 million in earnings. The first major championship that he won was the Masters, which he won by an amazing 12 strokes. At the age of 22, he was number one world ranking. And at the age of 24, he won the uh, Mercedes Championship, the ATP Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He came his fifth and sixth consecutive wins on the PGA Tour. It was the longest winning streak ever. And uh, he also won the U.S. Open and, also, and won by the largest margin ever. He won all. He was a, one, of, one of five guys at the age of 24 to win the Grand Slam. And that was all, all the three, four major golfing events that they have. See, now this is a guy who had, at, a, at the age of two, he saw his dad swinging this thing. And he thought, man, I want to be like that. It was there that, that, that a desire, that a dream was birthed to be someone great. But you see, it took a lot of hard work from the age of two to get where he is today. It didn't just happen overnight, but it took consistent practice. And, and, and also his dad who was around him, someone who was speaking in life, someone who was, who was encouraging him, someone who was coaching him, who was his father, that helped him to be the person that he is today. I'll bet you when Tiger was just a young boy and he was imagining being the world number one golfer, Man, he wouldn't have been limited to just imagine, oh man, I wish I could just, I just want to be number one. Man, he would have been wanting to take out records. He would have been wanting to be the best that there's ever been. And you know what? He was. He's one of the best golfers that has ever played the game today. And he's only young. And the other thing that was amazing was he's the first African-American to ever achieve and be great in the game of golf. See, now, I believe he would have faced people who would have said to him, man, what are you thinking? There is no way that you could achieve this dream and the desire that you have. You've got to be crazy. I mean, golf, that's a one-man game sport. There's just you and that golf stick and the golf ball in a hole. Man, that's not easy to win that game. You've got to be someone and something special to achieve anything in golf. It's not like rugby where you can just hide behind 14 other guys. 
See, if you have a bad day in a game of rugby, it doesn't matter. As long as your team plays well, you'll, be, you'll still look good. But in the game of golf, you have a bad day, you don't get paid. In the game of golf, you have a bad day, you don't ever achieve what Tiger has achieved. But see, he, the thing with Tiger was he kept his eyes and his focus on what his dream was. He never lost sight of the dream. He never allowed what people's, people had said to rob him of the dream and the destiny that he had. See, there are people here tonight, you've allowed people to say things about you that are negative. You've allowed people to, to mock and, and, and to discourage you about the dreams and the desires that you've had. And because of that, you haven't ever fulfilled them. You know, I want to tell you tonight that everything that God has, every desire that He has for you, He has and purpose for you to walk in it. Every dream that He's showing you, His purpose and plan is for you to walk in it and to take hold of it. The question is whether you will be willing enough to do whatever it takes. And see, that's where people fall short, is that they're not willing to do whatever it takes. In Ephesians 19, sorry, Ephesians 1, verse 19 to 20, it says, I pray that you will begin to understand the incredible greatness of his power for us who believe. It's talking about Jesus' power for us. For every believer, Jesus has a great power, far beyond whatever we could imagine, far beyond whatever we could believe, far beyond whatever our mind could comprehend. Jesus has it for you to walk in. Then he goes on to say, This is the same power that raised Christ from the dead and has seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. See, the things that we saw Jesus do, we can do. The things that we saw the disciples do, we can do. How many people have got kids here? Man, I, I, like I said last time, I got two young boys and they copy their parents. They mimic what you do. They, they, they see you do something, they do it good or bad. You see all your bad things when you've got kids about you. And you see, for me as a dad, I want my kids to go far beyond and far greater than what I've ever gone and what I will ever do. That's my desire for my kids. That's God's desire for you, is that you go far beyond and do far more than what He ever did. See, He's designed in your life to be a life that would impact this nation, this region, your school. See, in the Word it says, go out, make disciples to men. It doesn't say sit in the pews, have a nice life. It says go out. The question is, will you go out? Will you, will you actually believe what God has said? See, with our kids' ministry, man, I know God's called us to impact this city. You know, we went to a conference two weeks ago called Kids Shaper. And during a worship time there... I was, I was just worshiping and just got a vision from God and I saw this auditorium full of kids. And uh, see, at that point, it was like inside of me, it was like, oh man, massive. God, I want that. God, oh, I so want that. But then straight after that became fear, became doubt. You can never, he's like, since he's 900 people in this auditorium, there's no way you could fill it with kids. And then I started to think that. Then I, no, no, no. God, if you've said it, God, if you've shown me it, then God, you can do it. Because see, greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. See, we need, to, we need to start to get an understanding of the power that God has got for us. See, if God's showing you visions of impacting the school, don't doubt it. Because if he's showing you it, he's, his purpose is for you to walk in it. If, you, if you've got a desire to, to reach your workplace, then if God's given you the vision, if God's given you the dream, his purpose is that you walk in it. But see, so often we allow things to come around our lives to rob us of the destiny of God. And so we settle for second best. We settle to be confined 
in just a nice little space instead of living out on the edge where God can come through, where breakthrough can happen, where miracles can happen. See, we need to be, have, we need to be people that, are, that have got a capacity that, that is enlarged daily by God. See, God will only give you what you can handle. God will only allow you to go through what you can handle. God will only give you what you can handle. See, for us, if, if, if for me, if I can only handle 100 kids, then that's all that God's going to give. But see, I need to, I need to enlarge my spirit man to be able to, to, to be able to have a greater capacity to handle the number of kids that I know, I know God's called us to infiltrate. The number of kids that I know God has called us to impact. And how do you do that? By spending time with God. By drawing on God. Because see, in my own strength, I can't even handle a hundred kids. But in God's strength, man, I can handle a thousand kids. In God's strength, I can hand, I can impact this region so much that, that man, we just have this auditorium's not big enough. See, the same is for you. The same is for your life. See, God has called you to be someone great. God has designed us as people to be people that are passionate, on fire, fired up, ready to go out and to make a difference. If your life is not a life that is living in a place of miracle, if your life is not a life living in a place where, where you're out on the edge for God to come through, then I challenge you to get out there. Because see, God comes to faith. God comes to people who have faith. If you're living in your comfort zone, then I, do you have faith? Do you have faith to believe in God? To believe what God has said? In Ephesians, I want you to turn to Ephesians 3.20. says this, and now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations, able to do exceedingly abundantly, far greater than what we could think, far greater than what we could imagine, far greater than what we could ever, ever believe could happen. See, that's the plan that God has for you tonight. See, there are people here, and God wants, like Dave said, God wants to birth the dream in you again. There are people here where your dream and your desire has been lost. God wants to rebirth that again. God wants to rekindle that in your life again. See, a per- person without vision, purpose without a dream goes nowhere. They're like a headless chicken that just runs around in circles and never achieves anything. I see a person with, with a passion, with a dream, with a desire, who knows where, what they're called to do, who knows where they're going, then, man, they will make inroads. They will make inroads into what God has called them to do. See, the devil doesn't want you to be passionate about God. We live in, in a nation that is so full of, the, of, of a spirit of apathy that will just come to do anything to keep you down. It will come to do anything to keep you in your little world where... You you don't want to stand up, amen. You don't want to shout out for fear of what people will say. You don't want to stand up and dare to be different because of fear of what people will say. But you see, if God is alive with inside of you, then you can't help but get passionate about Him. You can't help but shout out and declare that Jesus is Lord about Him, no matter what circumstance, no matter what situation you face. You see, the only person, the only thing, that can rob you of the destiny of God in your life is you. See, so often us as a church, we blame the devil. We blame people. But I tell you, it's you. You decide whether you walk in the destiny that God's got for you. See, the only power that Satan has over your life is the power that you allow him to have. 
The only power that people have over your life is the power that you allow people to have. See, there are people here that you're sitting here. You've lost your passion. You've lost your fire. You've lost your desire. You've lost the dream. You've lost the vision that God's given you. You're sitting there. You're blaming the devil. You're sitting there. You're blaming leaders because they hit you up. They confronted you about an issue in your life. You're there. You're blaming people because they were negative. I want to tell you tonight, you chose to be in that place. You're the only one that can rob you of the destiny of God. Because if God has said it, God is faithful to see it through to the end. If God has said you'll, you'll, you'll preach to thousands, He is faithful to see it through to the end, no matter what circumstance, no matter what your situation is in your life. He is faithful to see it through to the end. The question is, will you walk in it? That is the question that we have. Will we walk in it? Young people, will you walk in the destiny of God? Because, man, there's a generation that is arising that's going to just make greater impact than ever seen before. There's a generation that is arising that, that if you can only capture hold of what God's got for you, if you can only get a vision of what God's got for you, if you can only get a passion and a desire for what God's got for you, then, man, you're going to be unstoppable. You infiltrate the schools, it's going to be unstoppable. There won't be 20, 30 young people here on a, on a Saturday and Sunday night. There'll be 500, 100, 200, 300. You know what? There is no limit to what you guys can do. There is no limit. Man, people's hearts are ready. People's hearts are ripe. People's heart, they just want to know that they're accepted. They want to know that they'll be loved. See, we need to come around people with, with a heart of compassion. With a heart of love. We need to show people the love of Jesus. You know, the biggest way to, 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 to see people saved is through relationship. So often we just think, if we go and we'll Bible bash them, then that'll work. Man, gone are those days. Gone are those days where you stand on the street, you Bible bash someone. You're liable to get the bash. <laughs> see, it's through relationship. It's through building a... Because I tell you what, if you're here, you're trying to minister to someone, you're trying to get someone saved, if you don't have a relationship with that person, then you don't have the right to speak in. Because see, it's through relationship that we have the right to be able to speak into someone. That's why a relationship is so important. That's why it's so important that we allow God to just work on our lives. That we never lose sight of what God's called us to do. Never take your eyes of what God's called you to do. See, there are people here. I'm just going to do a little bit of an illustration, then we're going to wrap it up. You see, there are people here, and it's like, man, you, you've been praying, you've been reading the Word, you've been asking God, God, what is it that you call me to do? And then it's like, all of a sudden, this dream is birthed within inside of you. All of a sudden, God gives you a vision of what you would be. And it's like, you see, you're praying and it's all of a sudden you hear God say and you see a picture of thousands of people and you hear God saying, you're going to preach to thousands. You're going to preach to thousands. Now, I'd like that vision, but I haven't had it. And, 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 and you write it down on a piece of paper, I'm going to preach to thousands. And you start to get really excited about that. You start to get really passionate about that. And it's like inside of you, there's like, you know, like, like just a well that's just ready to burst of an overflow. 
And you walk out of your prayer room, you walk out of your prayer closet and, and you're so excited, you're so passionate about it that you get on the phone to your friend. I believe there's people here this has happened to. You got on the phone or you've told, you've told someone, hey man, guess what? God called me and said, gave me a vision that I preached to thousands. How cool is that? And they're like, what are you, you insane? You can hardly read, man. You are scared to speak in front of people. Have you seen your, your face goes red as anything, man. Man, you like just start to sweat. It's like, there's no way you could be called. There's no way. And so at that point, you start to, fear starts to come into your mind. Satan starts to sow a seed of doubt. And it's at that time, you start to think, maybe I didn't hear from God. Maybe that was just, maybe I made that up. And then it's at that point that you've chosen to believe what the other person have said. Maybe there are people here and, and, and you've, you've had a vision of being a great preacher. And it's like, yes, God. I'm going to go and talk to Pastor Mike. I'm going to tell him that God's called me to be a great preacher. Maybe he'll put me on the preaching roll, on the roster. And you start to, you're practicing in front of the mirror. Repent or burn. And it's like, you're just there. You're thinking, I'm the greatest preacher I've ever heard. And inside is just such a passion and desire burning. It's like, oh, this is the greatest thing out. I can't believe I'm not on that roster yet. Man, it's got to be next week. Pastor Mike, you remember what I told you? I'm called to preach to thousands. Look, I don't mind if we just start with a couple of hundred, Pastor Mike. That's fine. But I'm called. You've got to recognize the anointed. And, 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 and it's like at that, at that point, you're moving towards... The destiny and the vision that God gave you. But see, there's a season and a time for everything. And it's like you're moving towards that. And then all of a sudden, a leader comes up. There's this issue that God just showed me about your life. You gossip. You talk about other people. But, but, but I'm called to be a preacher. You talk about other people. Yes, maybe you are called to be a preacher. If God showed you, if that's a vision God's given you, then that's great. Walk in it. But first deal with this. Because if you don't, then it will take you out. And, and it's like we've allowed and got offended at that leader. How dare they speak into the anointed? I can't put the nerve of that person. The nerve, man. I'm going to find me another church. And you start to get offended, and you start to get angry, you start to badmouth that person. Next thing you know, the vision and the dream that God gave you is gone. And the vision that God had for you to preach to thousands is lost. You see, there are many people here. Just trying to burn the microphone. There are many people here, you've written down your vision. You've written down what you're, called, what you're called to do, and it's been robbed. You've allowed it to be robbed out of your life.
just allowed it to be robbed. You've allowed it to be taken away. See, there are people here, just like that, have allowed their destiny, have allowed what, they call, what, they, what God's called them to do, to be robbed from their lives. And you're sitting there, you're still blaming other people. I want to tell you, it's the decision that you made at the time. Whether you chose to believe what that person said and get in a cage and, and, get in, and, and, and be like in a jail where it's like, man, God, how the heck did I get in here from someone who was called to preach to thousands to inside a little box? Some of us here are in a spiritual jail. You're bound up. You're locked up. You've lost the vision. You've lost the passion. You've lost the dream. See, tonight, you choose whether you walk in what God's called for you to do. See, the question is for me, now that I've seen this place full of kids, the question is for me whether I will choose to walk in it, no matter what the cost, no matter what the setback. The question is, God's showing me it, God's giving it to me, so I know it can happen. I just can't wait for the day. And you know what? I'm not going to sit back on my bottom and just wait for it to happen. I'm going to position myself to fulfill what God's called me to do. There are people here, God's given you a dream. You've just sat around and waited for God to move you in that. God comes to those who take that step, that step of faith. There are people here, you've lost the, you've lost the dream. Man, if there's anything that you take away from tonight, besides the paper disappearing, is, it's your choice as to whether you walk in the fullness of what God's called you to do. It's your choice. It's your choice. If anything you leave this place, leave with that. Because see, that'll make, when you're faced with certain circumstances, that when you're faced with people bringing you correction, when you're faced with someone saying a word that's negative to you and, and is tearing you down, it won't matter because you know that God's called you to do it, so you'll walk in it. it doesn't, I don't care what people say. I don't care if people say, you're crazy, you'll never fill this auditorium with kids. I don't care. Because I know God's, that's what God's showing me, so that's what I'll do. See, there are people here tonight, man, and you need God to come into your life again. You need God to rebirth that dream again. You need God to rekindle that vision again. I just want everyone here to close their eyes. I want you just to start to think about some of the things that God's called you to do. Just think about it. And then I want to think, I want you to think about what it, where your life is tonight. And the question I want to ask is have you allowed things to rob you of your destiny? Have you allowed circumstances to rob you of your destiny? Have you allowed what people would say to rob you of your destiny? See, if that's you here tonight, then my God that I know is far greater. My God that I know can rekindle that flame again, can rebirth that dream again, can take you out of a place where you're bound up in chains, in jail, to a place where you're walking free 
and in what God's called you to do again. See, my God can do that. The question is whether you'll allow him to. Maybe you're here tonight and you've never asked Jesus into your life. Maybe you're here and it's like, this is the first time you've been into, in a church like this. And you think, man, how come these people at the front jumping around? How come the, 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 these guys are so passionate? You know what? Because it's the life of God that lives inside of us. It's because of the love relationship that we have with our Father. If you're here, you've never asked Jesus into your life, then tonight is your night. Because you see, the question is, do you know where you'll go when you die? See, the only way to heaven is not by how many good works you do, but it's by asking Jesus into your life to be your Lord and Savior. If that's you here tonight, then I just want you to put up your hand. If you've never asked Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, tonight is your night. Because you don't know when you'll die. Eternity can either be an awesome place or it can be a horrible place. Depending on where you stand with God tonight. See, I believe if you've never asked Him into your life, then tonight can be your night to dream again. Tonight can be your night to rekindle some new dreams. Some far bigger dreams. You see, God, the, the dreams that God has for us is far bigger than what we could imagine. If there's anyone here tonight that's never asked Jesus into their life, I just want you to quickly just slip up your hand. Jesus. Lord God, we need you tonight. What you need to do is just put up your hand. Say, man, that's me. I don't know this Jesus that you're talking about. I don't know. I've never seen this power that you're talking about. I've never felt this love and acceptance that you're talking about. You know, tonight, you can feel all that. Is anyone here? I'm not going to draw this out. It's never done that before. Then tonight is your night. Just slip up your hand. Just slip up your hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. That must mean we're all saved. Praise God. If you're here and you know that you've allowed your dreams to be robbed. And you say, man, I want to dream again. I want to dream again. I just want you to slip up your hand. I believe there's people all over this place. Awesome, I see those hands. That's cool. I believe there's more people here. You know you're not walking in what God's called you to be. You know you're just touching measures of what God's called you to be. You know that there are things around your life that are blocking and hindering you from walking in what God's called you to be. If that's you, just slip up your hand. God can re- rebirth that vision again. Awesome. Now, I just want you guys just to come up the front, man. We're just going to pray for you. We've got an awesome ministry team here. I'll just pray that the power of God will come over your life again, that He'll rebirth, rekindle dreams again, and that God will give you the strength to walk in it. If that was you, if you put up your hand and there was heaps of people here, I just want you to just come and just fill this place. Fill this place. We're going to sing a song. And let's just come and just fill this altar right now, if that's you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight's the night, Lord God, of rebirth and dreams again. 
Thank you, Father God.